Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. And today I'm speaking with Nader Purhassan, a PhD. He is the CEO of Cytodyne. Uh, the stock symbol is CYDY, uh, over-the-counter. Nader, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So it looks like uh, you, your company is on track to you know, to potentially bring your uh, the HIV monoclonal antibody therapy to market in the next 12 months. Uh, so this must be a very exciting time for you right now. Definitely it is. Uh, our first approval in HIV population is uh, supposed to be where we could have revenue in 2020. The final application for final approval is supposed to be submitted to the FDA by the end of March. We have met with FDA and they have given us green light to submit the BLA, which is biologic license application. That's the final application before final approval. And we are we have reports showing that the potential sales of this product for the first approval is about one point two billion dollars. Market penetration for the first year is about $480 million. So a small company on OTCB and not having any revenue for all the years that you're developing your product, we are now almost there to be able to do that. This is, this is very interesting. Uh, so let's, um, you know, let's start off with maybe if you can explain how the technology works uh, sort of in general terms. Uh, definitely. Uh, the HIV products right now approved are all oral pills. There is one antibody that just came out that is in the form of IV for patients who are resistant to all classes of drug. Our product also goes for patients who have almost run out of all the options and or they are close to running out of options, which we call a two-class resistance or three-class resistance. But the bottom line is these are patients who really need something different. Uh, we, the product that we have binds to the cell in the human body, which will stop HIV from being able to replicate, to copy itself. The virus has 24-hour half-life. If you stop the virus quickly, HIV is like a common flu. And if you are able to protect the cells from getting invaded by the virus, they won't be able to multiply. Keep in mind the virus can copy one billion copy of itself when it enters one cell. So our product stops that by binding to what we call CCR5. It's like an antenna on a cell. That CCR5 receptor has been studied by researchers in the last 10 or 15 years. So it's a very fairly new knowledge. Uh, that they have achieved. The first person who found out that this interaction uh, stops HIV was Dr. Paul Madden, who is the inventor of this product, Pro 140, which is called now Liron Limab. So Liron Limab, Pro 140, binds to that receptor. And it's very crucial for everybody to understand that when the uh, Pro 140, Liron Limab, binds to that receptor, HIV cannot bind to it, Therefore, because it's already occupied, therefore, it won't be able to get into the cell. Therefore, it can multiply itself. NIH, National Institute of Health, gave $28 million worth of grant to this product at the beginning when the product was getting developed. 
FDA granted a fast track designation based upon this product overcoming four major problems that all approved drugs have. FDA gave it also accelerated approval potential based upon the fast track designation that they gave to this product. Uh, we have proven so far in a proof of concept study that not only we could be good for patients who are fairly resistant to current drugs, but we can offer about 600,000 patients on HIV today in the United States that are taking their drugs. Uh, we could offer them a potential of getting off of their drugs. Imagine taking four or five pills in exact time, and if you don't take them in exact time, every day you could get resistance. There's only four major classes of drugs, and patients get resistance to three. They could have serious uh, problems. This is unmet medical need if they do have resistance to all the drugs. And uh, our product basically comes there and uh, is able to give a patient a sub-Q, which is under the skin, injection, just like diabetes do that, and they can do that once a week, and they'll be done with it. There's no more uh, headache of taking four or five pills a day. We have patients who are going now four years, more than four years, without taking pills, two, three, four pills a day. Uh, this product also proved that the toxicity and side effects are very minimal, and that's why we have fast-track designation from FDA. So a patient can fairly get their life back if they're using this product. We have a video that of a testimony of uh, nine patients who had gone uh, two and a half years without any pills, and most of them indicated our lives are back to normal. We can now get up, get off the bed at six in the morning like we used to before HIV and have all kinds of activities and be very energetic. Well, before for 20 years or so, we couldn't because this product wasn't available and it's not available now. It's almost available after approval, but these patients took the product in clinical trial. So the product has tremendous uh, results so far. The data speaks volume and the FDA giving it a final blessing to Give, give the final application for final approval for the first population is for combination therapy and the second population monotherapy. So that's the story for HIV. But we were shocked. Oh, not there. Uh, I, for, yes, go ahead. Let me first ask you. So, uh, so the patient, would, they, would, they would take the drug through uh, an injection once a week. Is that for the rest of their life, or how, how long does, does this go? That's correct. Just like HIV pills, that is two, three, four pills a day, they have to take it every day for the rest of their lives. Uh, this product is every week, and it takes about 30 seconds to a minute per week. But uh, the products that are out there today, the, because of the complexity of taking too many products, too many pills a day in exact time, Gilead and Viv have done a great job coming up with one pill a day, combining three, four pills in one pill, and the patient can take that one pill a day. But that's only for 45% of the patients right now. 55% have resistance to some components, so they're not able to take one pill a day. So you're talking about a lot of people. There's 1.4 million patients in the United States having HIV uh, approximately, and if you have, uh, you know, 55% of those who take their pills are in multi-pill a day, 
you're offering something that relieves the pressure of being paranoid every day, not to mention the toxicity and side effects, and not to mention that the drugs do build resistance. This product has shown no resistance for over four years in use by patients. So there is a lot of potential here uh, for this product for HIV, and I'd be happy to explain uh, what other indication it has. Okay. Now, so in terms of... um in terms of what else is on the market, so can you you know summarize how uh, you know Pro 140 compares to uh, other you know other treatments in terms of, in terms of the uh, the pill based treatments in terms of uh, efficacy, side effects, costs, you know, etc. Definitely, the uh, side effect and toxicity is the advantages advantage that this product has to all approved drugs. That's why we have fast track designation in regards to the uh, other products that are in market, there is no self-injectable antibody once a week in the market. There is no self-injectable in any way, shape, or form. And to have it once a week, only 30 seconds to a minute a week, is something, it's definitely not, there is nothing there. Uh, the cost of the products for one pill a day is $36,000 per year per patient. We are so currently are looking at $24,000 per patient per year for this product. Uh, but however, we also have uh, been getting unbelievable news about our product having indication most likely in cancer. So we have to price it where it will be compatible to all, uh, all the uh, products out there for cancer if we're successful with cancer as we were with HIV. So um, let's uh, uh, let, let's kind of uh, talk about that. Uh, so this uh, so the Pro 140, uh, you, you're working on expanding into you know to other indications right now for cancer. So that's correct. What we have done is uh, we had uh, news in about five years ago that. Pfizer has uh, realized that their HIV product, which has a similar uh, mechanism of action, but their pills with toxicity and black box warning, ours doesn't have that uh, the way they do. And when we heard that their product, they accidentally found out that the leukemia patients who need bone marrow transplant, get, uh, they could get graft versus host disease, which 40% of the patients die when they have that. Uh, when, so it's an unmet medical need and they were going after that. We immediately did an in vitro study two years ago of the, our product and we saw that in, in an in vitro setting, we're better than Mirabarok, which is Pfizer's drug, in graft-versus-host disease. We immediately sent the data to FDA and they let us have a phase two to start this indication, unmet medical need. We then asked FDA to give us orphan drug designations FDA says you don't have any human data. Why don't you take 32 mice, inject them with human bone marrow? They all will die. Give half of them Pro 140, Liron Limap. And if some of them survive, we give you orphan drug designation. We were shocked when the result came that all the mice that received Pro 140, Liron Limap, survived, and we eliminated GVHT. We repeated the test four times, send the data to FDA, 
FDA immediately gave us orphan drug designation. There's quite a bit of excitement in this product. So what we have done after that is we tested it for colon cancer in a mice setting, and we shrink the tumor by 60%. And then we were shocked when the world-renowned oncologist five years ago published all kinds of data, got all kinds of awards, that he discovered the path of cancer cells to metastasize is through HIV products. Pfizer and Merck are currently immediately are starting their study of their product, their HIV product for colon cancer and breast cancer. And what we have done is we have asked the world oncologist, Dr. Richard Pastel, who invented that, to be our chief medical officer. And he has dropped everything else he was doing to join our company to lead this program because he believes this could change the cancer for many decades to come. If Pro 140 can stop the cancer cells from metastasizing, cancer cannot kill. I'm talking about breast cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, any cancer that uses CCR500 cells. And the metastasis happens with the cell, cancer cells that have this receptor CCR5 that our product binds to. So this could be a future of cancer, and that's why we immediately send our data to FDA that we had generated in in vitro study. And FDA, again, gave us a phase two. It's actually a 1B-2. But if we selected a population of triple negative breast cancer, this is a deadly disease, unmet medical need. Patients die within nine to 13 months. If our product can show that it stops that, then we will be able to hopefully get a breakthrough designation and have this product available for breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer, as soon as possible. And all other cancers will be studied immediately based upon mechanism of action. So we're looking at a very, very exciting 2019 uh, because our product is close to getting approval for HIV, but then all the other doors that have been opened is really impressive. Now, in terms of uh, the using Pro One Forty for the cancer indications, what you're in phase two trials right now, clinical trials. That's correct. Triple negative breast cancer. Our study has initiated already. We told our investors last year when these opportunities came that we will not waste a single day. We filed an IND very quickly, got clearance from FDA, and the initiation of the studies have started. We hope to inject the first patients very soon. And in this quarter, we hope to have our interim results, which would be results that we've been waiting very um, uh, impatiently. And uh, Pfizer and Merck, their product, just so everyone would know, did work in vitro. And a German group in Germany actually did a human trial, and it actually took the prostate cancer metastasis and colon cancer, and in the colon cancer, we share the data on our website. Maravrock was able to get rid of the tumor, and we are uh, going to, do, to uh, publish our data immediately after it comes out, and more importantly, let everyone know what our interim result is, because we believe the big farmers would immediately jump on us and uh, try to get uh, a kind of partnering deal or licensing agreement if we are able to produce the result that the world-renowned oncologist 
place we will be able to. And uh, what, um, what, so what's the regulatory, regulatory path for uh, the, the cancer uh, indication? What's, uh, how, far, how far away would you say is the commercialization stage, assuming everything you know, goes right? So the path to any approval for any product, for any disease is phase one, two, and three. Usually it takes about 15 years, 10 to 15 years. But when you have a product like ours, we have missed all the development and the FDA gave us phase two based upon our safety. So we have a 1B-2. But there are products that have been approved by 16 or 15 patients only because they are marked as unmet medical need. That means the population will die if you delay the approval. We have chosen triple negative breast cancer because of that condition. And if we have positive approval, I mean, I'm sorry, if you have positive results, the approval could be very quickly. We will file what is called breakthrough designation. Breakthrough designation, BTD, is something that started with FDA in June of, you know, June, July of 2012. So it's a new program, FDA has come up with a very clever plan to allow products that are needed for unmet medical need population to get approved very quickly. We chose that population because we believe if our product does what we believe it could do, then we will have that approval very quickly. Uh, meaning uh, how, how, how far off? Well, if you file for breakthrough designation, then the FDA breakthrough designation committee will get together, look at the data. I hate to get second-guess FDA right now. I, uh, I would not do that, but uh, I can tell you that there are products that have got approved, final approval, when they are clearly showing that they can help the unmet medical need population. I'm talking about 2019, huh. this year. Okay, it's, uh, it's impressive. Uh, what's the, uh, so uh, what's the sale, sales potential for, for these indications? For the cancer so indications. The yeah, so there is an uh, antibody that's approved for, uh, uh, for triple, I'm sorry, for the uh, HER positive cancer, breast cancer patients. HER positive, HER2 positive are the patients who are about 14% of breast cancer population. Trans Tuzumab is an antibody for that population, and they uh, sell about $15 billion per year to this 14% of the population, and the product only works for one year, maximum one and a half year, years. Now, our product will continue to work if it works, and we see the positive result, it won't have resistance because we have shown there is no resistance to our product. And therefore, if that's the case, uh, you're talking about the population that's four times transtuzumab, at least, for breast cancer alone. So four times 15 billion, you're talking about 60 billion. And the next year after that, it won't, it won't be a new 60 billion. It'll be 60 billion on top of the 60 billion. So it'll be 120 billion for the second year and 180 billion for the third year, as long as the product doesn't uh, get the resistance. And uh, this is just the breast cancer. As we said, bone cancer, brain cancer, you know, uh, melanoma, uh, uh, any cancer that uh, is using uh, metastasis uh, as a way of killing, uh, potentially we have uh, uh, applications. So the numbers are just astronomical. 
we hate to even talk about it because our company is a small company as we've been surprised every step of the way by the good news about this product and uh, the potentials are extremely high. Now, getting back to the the uh, the HIV product, assuming you get the the FDA approval in, I guess, what is it, in the first quarter you mentioned, possibly. No, the final application, which is you know hundred, uh, could be in hundred thousands of pages, uh, the final application, which is a BLA biologic license application, uh, is set to be filed with FDA by the end of March. If we are able to do that, plus or minus a couple of months even, then you're talking about are you going to have accelerated approval? If we do have accelerated approval, which FDA would decide based upon our fast track designation, then we have a shorter time than one year standard. The standard is actually 10 months waiting. So if we get accelerated approval, then we're talking about six months period of time for the review process. So Hopefully, in 2020, we will be able to sell product and have revenue. Uh, just keep in mind that one out of 5,000 products going for approval make it. We have already hit our primary endpoint, finished our trial with impressive results of 81% suppression rate versus Pfizer drug, which had 45% suppression uh, among uh, their patients, HIV patients, for uh, 48 weeks. Ours was 81% for 24 weeks. Last product approved had 43% in 24 weeks uh, responders rate. So we have some incredible uh, comparison results that shows how much better we are. And if we get come to the market, one out of 5,000 make it. So this is uh, the product that's already passed all the tests that need to pass and the risk, all the risk that's there. So. Bottom line is HIV is going to bring generate uh, revenue for us once we get past the approval process. Now, how how will you bring it to to market? Will you uh, do it through a partnership or a licensing deal? So, as we told everyone in the past, that once we have higher responders rate in, in our monotherapy, monotherapy is uh, something that I have seen Dr. Oz actually show and talk about it. Uh, there, there is a lot of interest in monotherapy. HIV patients want to just get off of their pills. When we enroll patients, uh, they line up all the hospitals very quickly and their enrollment is very quickly. So uh, in, in, I believe uh, you know, getting, getting, the, getting the size of the market uh, that we have, we believe we can get this to approval by 2020. Right, okay, but in terms of, will you be bringing in a, a partner? You know, in terms of for the uh, for the sales of the of the drug. Yeah. So, so the the partnership uh, we have uh, sp- spoke about that in the public that uh, big farmers have to approach us very quickly when we get to these stages, and we have indicated that we are in talk with big farmers right now. But under NDA, we disclose that information to certain investors, but we don't talk about it publicly. Uh, but we are involved in discussions, and if partnership happens and the price that they offer us is the right price and it's good for our shareholders, we will definitely let the shareholders know our opinion. Shareholders have to vote on that. But, uh, again, all the indications have to be, uh, has to be valued, evaluated, and 
uh, we would be very happy to have partnership. If there is no partnership that we agree with, uh, if that doesn't happen, we definitely are able to bring this product to the market ourselves. Uh, we do have um, we do have uh, expertise in our team that can definitely uh, put a team together that we need to put together and start the sales. Okay, what uh, what are your capital needs going forward over the next twelve months? So, going forward, uh, we need fraction of what we have raised in the last five years. We raised one hundred and almost eighty million dollars. So the, our potential to raise funds has never been a problem for us. Going forward also, we believe in order to raise another 15, 20% of what we raised before to get it to the finish line is uh, doable and uh, we will be able to do that. We're always in the mood of fundraising as a biotech company, all are like that. Uh, but in individual raises, we don't talk about unless there are NDA in place and so forth. Uh, but uh, again, our, our resume is very strong of what we raised in the last five years, but we were able to do that. And um, going forward, we look forward to getting the rest of the money raised that we need. And if we do anything non-dilutive fashion, because we do have quite a bit of, quite a bit of uh, opportunities, we do have a, a diagnostic test, prognostic test, and the prognostic test, we could be getting licensing through uh, certain... Uh, uh, third parties, and if we do that, that could bring us the rest of the money we need. Uh, we, we're looking at everything very carefully. We got quite a bit of potential here for us, and we will have to evaluate every path very carefully. Uh, so, Nadar, let's uh, recap. What, what are the the key milestones that you have coming up over the next twelve months that uh, you know investors should keep an eye on? Well, definitely the cancer is going to be worldwide news if it is a positive news as the world-renowned oncologist Dr. Pastel has indicated that he believes it will be positive. Uh, that's going to happen most likely in the first quarter of this year. Uh, in regards to HIV, we also have said that we're going to file our final application by the end of March. If we're successful to do that, that's in the next uh, three months. And uh, in regards to other indication, graft versus host disease, we eliminated GBHD in the mice model, and that paper was published. So we are going to have interim results from that study as soon as we get our first 10 patients and do the interim analysis. That could be another very exciting news for us. We also are going to file IND, initial new drug application, for another phase two for colon cancer because we inhibited the tumors in the mice model. Um, we do have CROI coming up, uh, Conference of Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections that has accepted our abstract. We'll be presenting in front of the scientists of the world, biggest conference coming up, <clears throat> and uh, publication of our data for our first approval is going to happen this quarter, most likely. So we have quite a bit of uh, milestones coming up. Uh, so, in your opinion, what are the, the key uh, value drivers that investors uh, should take into account when uh, when considering your stock? Yeah, so if you look at any stock that made it very, very profitable for the shareholders, you'll see a flat line for several years, even Gilead. In 1992, they had a flat line for seven years before it went up. 
Uh, we believe we are close to inflection point, and the major, major news will be cancer and HIV final application for FDA. We believe those inflection points usually are missed by a lot of investors, big investors, small investors, are fundamental or facts. And the facts are, are we hit our primary endpoint, we finish our trial, we're filing that final application. So people who bet on different companies, uh, biotech company, high reward, high risk, this risk has been, in my opinion, mostly de-risked. So we have a potential opportunity and inflection point is coming up, in my opinion, in this year. And uh, I believe investors should uh, carefully look at the fundamentals that we have if they're interested in cytodyne. Uh, Nader, I want to thank you, and uh, we look forward to, to following the story in the months ahead. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.